Monitor, the official podcast from ITS, and your source for the know-how you got to know now. My name is Eric Ferguson. I am uh, the communications manager at ITS, and it would be a pretty pretty sad podcast, really, if I was the only one here. Luckily, we have people who know what they're talking about, people who help students and faculty and staff at Syracuse University every day. I'm joined here by Andrea Reynolds and Jason Webb, the, the OG crew, and we're just keeping it in the clubhouse today. Um, it's good to see you for first of all, like we haven't done an episode for a while. So, uh, you know, happy 2021. Happy 2021, in, guys. Welcome in, back. In March. <laughs> in March. Look, sir, sometimes. <laughs> we were kind of busy hey. the first couple of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, good to have everyone back. And uh, so we're just going to talk about a couple of things like, you know, how is spring semester going so far? Um, what you've been up to. So I want to start with something because I don't think I ever, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I am now a Syracuse University student. Oh, congratulations so I, on your acceptance so, to Syracuse University. Well, thank you very much. But I am taking online courses now, and which means that I also get the Orange Online Weekly Student email written by yours truly. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's delightful. Is it a little and, weird? And, it's a, and, oh, it's I mean, very it's meta. Weird. Yeah, it's very meta, but you can you can rest assured that I open it because I want to help that open rate as much as possible. And because there's just lots of useful information that even if you've written it, it helps to read it. Um, but so that's been something fun. And I'm taking, you know, online courses um, through Newhouse and Whitman and the, the 2U plat- platform is what they use. But, you know, I'm doing everything through Zoom and I have my LMS things going on. So I like I am in it in a way that I've never been in it before. So it's exciting. That's a really cool vantage point for for someone like myself. I was not an SU student and I'm still not an SU student. So it's such a cool world to have somebody play in. I came here from my tech side and use my tech experience here. But that's that's my next goal. Grab one of these classes so I can see what the students see. It's a it's a heck of a university. I think we we probably don't say that enough on this podcast. But you know what? Sure. It's a pretty, pretty good stuff here in the uh, in the orange country. Um, Jason, what have you been up to lately? Uh, you know, just doing a little research and getting thing to get things together. Speaking of being a student, um, I myself am a student in the final uh, stages. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's been an interesting ride. The semester so far, off and running. I think after our episode with Zeke, um, we were just so blown away. We had to take a little break and regroup because Gosh. that was such an amazing episode. That is literally the first class I'm going to take. It has nothing to do with <laughs> me or what I know or what I can do. But man, does that class look neat. Andrea, how have you been doing lately? What what are, what are you doing? <laughs> House desk is hopping. We are so excited to have these students back on campus that came back. We are so excited to have the semester started again. And we have been Happen. It is not a moment's pause on at the help desk lately, but it means that a lot of people are getting the help that they need as well. So we have so, just so, been moving. Yeah. So what's been like a hot topic? What 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 is what what are the what's trending these days in the help desk? Sure. So the so the biggest trends in the help desk, uh, I mean, I think it will always be the biggest trend at the start of every semester is definitely your two-factor authentication. Loving mm-hmm. reminders that as the planet is slowly opening back up and things like SU abroad are able to take place again, or maybe you aren't um, US based and you are coming into the country and then have gone back to your home country. Um, Changing between countries when you're using two factor 
is a little bit tricky. So if you are going back and forth, please be sure that you have the Microsoft Authenticator app. That is going to allow you to take your home country number and your US space number and interchange them whenever you need. But if you do get back and you find that now you can't get back into your email because it has a number that you no longer have access to, we do need to speak with people at the help desk. So that tends to be our biggest call. Our second biggest call, because we are on such a hybrid model, is definitely Zoom. And it oh, yeah. is three major things. Number one, I can't see the video my professor did because I'm restricted. I can't see the video my professor did because it wants a passcode and the passcode I have is wrong. Or I've been locked out of Zoom, how do I get back in? For the first two super simple fixes, if you haven't yet, we need all of our students all of our faculty and all of our staff to take just a minute to go to zoom.syr.edu. As soon as you hit that page, there's two big blue buttons. One's going to mention HIPAA and you're going to go, huh? That one's not for you. You're going to hit the one that makes the most sense. And by logging in there, it's a quick reminder to Zoom that everything that you have about you in my slice, Zoom has about you as well. And then for okay. that, Super duper last one where you find yourself getting locked out with Zoom. Stop trying. Please give us a call. We can tell you when your last login one. But as it turns out, if you try Zoom too many times, it'll lock you for 30 minutes, making it so you might end up late to your lecture. So if you're having trouble logging in, stop immediately. Call 315-443-2677 so we can help before that timing lock gets in because sadly, we don't control that one. But Jason, how about you? No, those are yeah. Was there was, was I'm sorry, I cut you off. Was there anything no. else? Is there any other? No, 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 no. That was it. Those are the two. <laughs> those are the two main things. Sure. Right. And then the rest of it is all stuff that we see a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So just know that we're here. We're open till midnight, five days a week, for your convenience. So. <laughs> oh, and so, and I stopped in the other day because I happened to be on campus. Uh, uh, okay. And so I stopped by the ITS service center, the 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 storefront, as sure. it were. And so what? And I think you might have mentioned this just now, but just to reiterate, um, it's open for in-person service by appointment only again this semester. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, due to our um, campus response to COVID and trying to make sure that it's safe for our student employees, also the students that need to use the service center, we're still based on appointment only uh, as we have a capacity cap inside the service center. That being said, making an appointment super duper easy. If you go to its.seer.edu slash support SVC, which stands for service center, you can click on the link there and it'll bring you right to our appointment pages. Our appointments are a half hour long. If you need a little bit more time, we adjust it then. But that really helps to make sure that we have a student employee ready, willing, and able to help you out the minute you walk through the door. Student employees at the service center are just fantastic and super helpful and super eager to help anyone who walks in the door. So can't recommend them highly enough. Um, Jason, well, we what, are, what are you that seeing? Compliment. Oh, sorry. I nope, mean, nope. it was for them, Andrea. It was not for you. I just want to be clear. We, was... I am full of we, the global we. <laughs> okay, Hi, all right, the Jason, royal. You get to talk now. <laughs> Jason, what is what is going on with online online learning services? How, what what have you seen so far this semester? Um, a lot of good things. A lot of things happening with faculty and staff on uh, campus doing some really cool things with the hybrid. Um, of course, you guys all probably saw in the news. We have somebody teaching a class in the dome itself. We have a lot That's of classes. That's pretty sweet. 
Yeah, and we have a lot of classes being taught down in the MVRC and their new facility down there, which can have come online at a better time. So some really cool stuff hybrid-wise going on. Um, with that being said, to add on to what's going on with Zoom, don't forget we have Kaltura to back up any of your classroom recordings. So if you record something on Zoom and you've already logged into your um, Kaltura account, everything will be there for you. So anything recorded in Zoom will get moved over to Kaltura and that stays there in the archive for up to four years. Whereas Zoom, we last semester turned on the 120 day cycle, meaning at the end of 120 days, you'll get a notification saying that your recording is going to get deleted. To be on the safe side, the better way to share in a class is to take what you're doing in Zoom, use a recording in Kaltura and share it on Blackboard that way. That way it's going to be there for the whole semester. You don't have to worry about anything. And then you've got it archived in your library too. So if you want to go in later on and delete it, you can, but um, Zoom will automatically delete whatever you do in there and you can move on with your life from there. Um, just an easier process. It makes things a lot better. And plus Kaltura's players play better and a lot um, nicer with multiple devices like phones, laptops, desktops, mm -hmm. TVs, big screen TVs, super screen TVs like the dome and stuff like that. So, you know, oh, lots wow. of different options yeah. for you. So um, the player itself in Kelter, it just works a lot better. And we we highly recommend a lot of people use anything that they're recording in Zoom, push it right over to Kelter and share from Kelter itself. Sorry, I don't mean you have to push it. It will be pushed over from yes. Zoom for you in Kelter. Yeah, and I just wanted to cl uh, like clarify that because that like I think each time I remember that it's that oh I don't actually have to do anything. This happens automatically, and then I get all the advantages and none of the work, which is like never happens in real life. So I <laughs> really appreciate that feature. Yeah, um, it, it has saved a lot of time. Let's just say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and from like an ITS communications perspective, I've mentioned the the Orange Online student emails that go out every week, and we also send out. Uh, twice weekly emails to our instructors kind of uh, both topical and then just like evergreen highlights of uh, and you two have just provided some content that will soon be appearing in a instructor email coming up because those, those are helpful tips that um, we should get out to as many people as possible. Another thing that I've been busy with lately is just all of the phishing scams, which is, I mean, that's not not spe uh, specific to Syracuse University. It's just phishing everywhere is, you know, especially during COVID has been has been uh, particularly nasty. So, uh, do you have do either of you have any tips for you know? I have this email. It looks kind of fishy, for lack of a better, better word. What are some What are some dead giveaways for what What might be a phishing email? Oh man, if you got an email that sounds too good to be true, baby, it is. It so is. Additionally, if you were not expecting an email, but it's a sender you recognize, and they're talking like the sender would not also fishing um and then the biggest thing this is hard on mobile devices a little bit easier on the computer but if you have the ability to hover a link before you click it and by hover i mean bring your mouse pointer so the little arrows right over that link and pause for just a second if you do that on most computers it will tell you where that link is actually going and what you'll find is that link that says it's at seer.edu actually isn't and those are what start to get you biggest thing though if you're questioning it even if it's real i would rather you question it forward it to it security at syr.edu and if it is phishing they'll let you know or more 
I take that back. I don't want to speak for CIS, that, that department. I believe that if it is real, they write you back. Otherwise, they get so much, oh gosh, this is new phishing, that they don't have the ability to respond to anyone, everyone. But they are very good about going, yes, this person is real. It does look like a long email, but it is a research request or it is a intern request. And it went to this grouping of people. Phishing can be yeah, it was. Yeah, it was so much more innocent when it was just like, hey, click this link and then it takes you to Rick Astley, um, you know, yeah. singing Never Gonna Give You Up. You know, Rick or Rowling, when your was uncle was working for a Nairobi prince, right? Like it was right. It was a lot easier in the 90s to be like, oh, your grand uncle that you didn't know about left you 15 million euros in an Australian bank account. And the, those days are long gone. The days of you can't get into your email until you give me your social security number. Number right. one, no reputable company on the face of the earth earth will ask you for your social security number if you are being reached out to the only time someone would ever ask you that information is if you called into them no one will ever call out to ask you for that information good so, stuff another another All good right. ones things that we've got to learn technology is here to stay it's not going to get less it's only going to get more so we're doing ourselves favors if we can take time to just learn some of these fringe pieces it'll help with that whole concept of what's safe and what might be less safe well and i think like you know i'm taking these these courses but i think also what i'm learning is just how to be a functioning human in a digital space because like I am getting more conversant with you know how do I do zoom how do I um, you know upload things how do I you know make you know posts and respond to people and like all of these kind of things that like if I were 18 it would be like well this is basically all I've ever known <laughs> exactly. but for me but for me when I was in you know school or even like some some of my previous jobs like I you know I've used fax machines and I've had a phone that was attached to a desk and the only way you could use that phone was if you were at that desk. And so this whole notion that like oh my gosh. So first of all I saw Doctor Strange last week, the movie because we're watching the Marvel movies. But now Are you watching I'm them like, in order of timeline or order of release? Time timeline order. That's that's okay. kind of been okay. our little project to get through sure. the winter. Mm -hmm. But so and now I'm like remoting in to my my on-campus computer, which is then uh, like a like connects to a virtual machine. And I this morning I was like, I'm astral projecting, like I am, I am like so like I'm three computers out from like my physical my physical presence, and it's just been like the weirdest thing. Like I can't believe I know how to do this, and I don't know that I can actually explain how it works, but I know how to do it, and I and like that's. I, for me, that's that's a win. So, but again, it's because I've learned, I've been lucky enough to learn from people at ITS who are willing and patient enough to help me out with it. So, thank you to everyone. <laughs> we but. are happy to educate. I think I speak for Jason and myself, even though I hate speaking for Jason. But as educators, we we don't really... let him talk on the show. So. <laughs> We are happy to say the same thing over and over and over again to help educate people because the more people we can educate, the more they can help us move that information forward. Not to get too deep into the pedagogy of, of U.S. 
knowledge, but tech courses are still seen as an auxiliary course, like an art class or a music class. They are the class that a, a student takes for half a semester and that's good enough and they get their B plus and they move on. And these are skills that as time is progressing, we need to be teaching our kindergartners, our first graders, what a browser actually is and what it means. These are terms that are now part of the zeitgeist that if you don't know them, you are doing a real big disservice to yourself more than anybody else because these terms are not going away. This yeah. ability to do things in a hybrid manner is not going to go away even once the world starts spinning like it did before. Yeah, I agree. Jason, would you agree or disagree? One word is all you get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, digital literacy is, you know, I think is the overall umbrella that kind of encompasses that and that plays largely into the future of how students are learning. And I know a lot of schools in K-12 are starting to add that as part of their curriculum, but this is something that should be embedded in everything they do. Um, and we can go on and have a whole nother podcast talking about how important it is to immerse students and be able to um, integrate technology and make it part of the flow of the class. And a lot of people in the past year have kind of been exposed to that, of how much technology plays into the way that they teach. And it's been an interesting um, observation to watch. We'll talk about that more another time. I know that was more than a word, but I apologize. I mean, we'll, we'll, we're just going to count that against future episodes. So there's going to be a few years where you don't get to talk. But unless anyone has any other topics they would like to address, I think we're ready for today's game. I love it. I'm good. All right. Jason, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Game on. <laughs> Game on, he says. All right. So in the past, we have played Who's Taller? We have played What's Norther? Today, we're going to play What's Older? I'm going to name two things, and you're going to tell me which of those is older. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest one here. No, Jason's the oldest one here. Is that right? Jason, older so. than you? Are you guys like yeah. the same age? Eric and I'm I are not, I'm like not gonna throw my age out there to compare. Eleven months yeah. apart. I think. I'm about twenty eight, twenty seven. You know, that's that's how I am. So I'm, I'm in no. my thirteenth year of being thirty. <laughs> year, oh my god, I'm in my ninth year of being thirty. That's so cool. The ninth and yeah, I'm gonna have the tenth anniversary of my thirtieth birthday. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to name two things, and this will be just jump in when you think you know it. Uh, oh. We're not going to be taking turns. It's a uh, fight to the death here. Okay, so are we ready for our first pair? We have five um, first to three wins. All right. Garfield the cat or She-Hulk? What's older? Garfield. Garfield. Jason is right. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, yeah. Oh, I'm not allowed to say, oh, no, what's he Okay, got it. Yes. Garfield, <laughs> Garfield came out in 1978. She-Hulk came out in 1980. Our okay. second pair, Jeff Goldblum or I Love Lucy. First episode of I Love Lucy or Jeff Goldblum. I Love Lucy's older. Andrea is correct. And it's, it's closer than I Love Lucy came out in 1951 and Jeff Goldblum came out in 1952. I knew he had to have been born in the 50s. I'm like, Lucy is black and white still, so it's got to be 50s. Witches are older. <laughs> okay, so we're tied one to one for, you, for those right. of you scoring. All right, third pairing peanut butter 
or Syracuse University, what's older? Peanut butter. Syracuse. Syracuse University is older than peanut butter. As you know, that's, that's actually a, a model. Older than peanut butter. Uh-huh. Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse University Forget founded. knowledge crowning anyone. <laughs> We're older than peanut butter. Older than peanut butter. Syracuse University in 1870 and peanut butter in 1884. 84 All right. for peanut butter. So Jason is ahead two to one right now. This could be a clincher for him. Uh, All right. Are we ready? Ready. Gray's Anatomy, the, the TV show, not the textbook. Gray's Anatomy or the iPhone. What's older? I know what year the iPhone came out. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. So if Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy came out before Jason is the 2007, <laughs> the iPhone came out 2007. <laughs> okay. Jason is the winner. Grey's Anatomy came out in 2005. Ah. And, and you were right. The iPhone came out in 2007. Oh, of course okay, so I won. <laughs> Jason wins. So now we're just going to see how much Andrea loses by. Because I, I, right, I want to cool. do, do this one. <laughs> Sliced bread... Or Betty White, what's older? Betty White is older. Betty White is older than sliced bread. That is true. And I have to say, instead of this is better than sliced bread, I always say this is better than Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) She would agree. (laughs) Betty White, 1922, sliced bread, 1928, for the record. And this wraps up what's older. Jason, uh, congratulations on your victory. I think you're working. Are you going to say I'm older? You're also older. <laughs> the oldest one won the What's the Oldest Game. There you oh. go. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrea, Jason, dearest listeners, thank you for joining us today here on Behind the Monitor. Uh, I, I never say this part, but if you've made it this far in the podcast, you know, give yourself a medal. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SU underscore ITS. And we'll talk to you next time.